the Jaguars are future focused. Future focus. This is Jaguars Post Game, presented by Florida Home AC. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, and pride of the Jaguars, Fred Taylor, bring you highlights and analysis from today's game. Jaguars Post Game, presented by Florida Home AC, is brought to you by Farrah and Farrah, Baptist Health, and by TIAA Bank. Now, to get things started, here's J.P. Shadrick. Welcome in. It's Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today, official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Lions 40, Jaguars 14. And let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Jaguars radio network. J.P. Shadrick with Mike Dempsey from the Jaguars Radio Network Studios at TIAA Bank Field in Jacksonville. Fred Taylor joining us on the phone lines. Rough day for the Jags today. The Lions scored on all eight of their possessions until the kneel down at the end of the game today. Well, no, this, this weren't, these were not the Patriots on the other side. That happened back in 2015 as well. The Patriots scored on every possession except the kneel down at the end early in that season. Last year, the Patriots scored on every possession except one punt in, I believe, the next-to-last game of the season. Today, the Detroit Lions do almost anything they wanted to on offense. The Jaguars' offense couldn't really get anything jump-started at all. Fred Taylor joining us now on the line. Rough day at the office up in Detroit today. Fred, good afternoon. Hey, how's it going, J.P., Mike? How's everyone? Um, Hey, man, that's what you call a good old-fashioned ass-whooping, J.P., uh, you know, a lot of people understand what the Jaguars are they're having a the hangover from last week. No, the Lions are a really good team. We we talked about it in the pregame. The Lions have played, they've been playing some really, really solid football. And today they put it all together. They went out and executed effortlessly and flawlessly as well. Uh, Jacksonville has a lot of work to do. I think the best thing to come out of this game, JP, is uh, Trevor is, good to go he showed a tremendous toughness after that tackle there i thought he was going to be lost for a few games but to bounce back and to continue to come out of halftime and lead that team to a 16 play 75 yard drive and a touchdown that showed a lot of toughness and heart in my opinion um and, and that was the highlight of the day for me man everything else sucked not going to argue with you, Fred, but you're right. You know, if we say the most important thing between now and the end of the season is making sure Trevor Lawrence stays healthy, the most important thing was accomplished. But there was a game to be won today. You wouldn't know it by the final margin, Fred. The uh, first time they've lost by more than 10 points, only the second time they've lost by more than one score. And repeatedly, I mean, they got hurt by a lot of things on defense today, but repeatedly got hurt with the backs catching the ball out of the backfield. A number of things. Let's start with that one, though. Was it was it something schematic where the Lions just, you know, having a good protection and Goff had time to get down to his check down? Or what was it that enabled him to go to the backs as often as he did? Yeah, Mike, I, I think um, I think we've seen this, you know, each, uh, the last several weeks where the, the defense is lacking pressure. You know, they're not getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback. He's having ample amount of time to go through all of his reads. And if the reads aren't there on the uh, back end, he's able to check it down, you know, short pass game to the backs or intermediate uh, crossing routes. And if you look up here, uh, St. Brown, 12 targets, 11 catches. I mean, he didn't. his, his long is 15. 
So that was a dink and dunk day for him. Uh, DJ Chart came back versus his old team. He looked amazing, made a lot of great tough catches in there. Uh, and, and the rest of the throws went to the running backs or tight ends. So you called it. I think it's a coverage, a, a schematic thing that the uh, uh, Lions took advantage of today. Uh, but more importantly, they executed it. You know, they caught the balls that they were supposed to catch. On the flip side, you know, I, I think Zay Jones dropped one, two, three, three or four passes. Yep. Yep. Ingram dropped a couple of balls there. You know, Christian Kirk was the, actually the only player that that seemed to be ready to play today. Uh, and, and everyone else just didn't necessarily show up, in my opinion. So, yeah, Jaguars got a lot of work to do, man. They didn't look good at all today. Yeah, it doesn't get any easier as well. The Titans coming up next in Nashville in week 14. The Jaguars, though, today lose in Detroit. Final score, 40-14. to Lions are now 5-7. and The Jaguars are 4-8 and after the losing result today. And again, the Lions scoring on their first eight possessions of the game, and then they knelt down to kill the clock on their ninth and final possession officially. So uh, a near-perfect day for the Lions in a win, and they've now won four out of the last five. Their lone loss in that time was on Thanksgiving when they went toe-to-toe with the Buffalo Bills. Well, uh, you, you mentioned on offense, um, yeah, a lot of drops today. That's uh, uh, kind of uncharacteristic, certainly, of Zay Jones, who last week had 11 catches, Fred, and then all of a sudden today. He was on the injury report all week. We'll say that. He was questionable going into the game with a chest issue, but – uh, just didn't look right today, and uh, those were costly drops in this game, not only by him, but some of the other guys you mentioned too. Uh, without a doubt, JP. I think it was a big third down early in the game. Should have sure, certainly caught that to extend the drive, but he dropped that. He dropped a one-handed tough catch. We've seen him make those catches, so there's no excuses there. And uh, I think he dropped another ball or two. Uh, now, when they talk about the hangovers, I could I could probably say after having his uh, best career day a week ago, today seems certainly like a hangover uh, because of seven targets. He only had two receptions for 16 yards with a long of 10. Uh, just back to the drawing board, man. You know, it's, it's still it's still well, not necessarily a lot of football to make the playoffs. I don't know if they're capable of doing that, but they have to play these games. You know, oh, no, different no matchups on a week-to-week basis. So they got to play these games. But um, I don't know, man. Still a lot of work to do for everyone. You know, Fred, it's, it's good that Travis Etienne was cleared. He was able to come back and handle it. He didn't get as big a workload because the game script kind of got away from them. But, of course, set the tone with the fumble early. But outside of yeah. that play, how did he look to you? I thought he looked himself. You know, I saw some bursts. I saw some bursts. I saw some quickness. I didn't see any uh, – Tackle breaking ability. I don't know if he want, you know, just wanted to engage in contact and get down to make sure, you know, he wasn't gang tackled to increase the the chances of him re-injuring his foot or just injuring himself altogether. Uh, but I did see some quickness in there. Um, and again, you mentioned it that starting the game with a 50 seconds into the game and you give the ball up, yep. and the, the 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 Lions, you know, a few plays later they go down and score. You know, that, that really set the tone of the day, and the Lions never looked back. Uh, but that has been a concern of mine, personally, for Travis, is that, um, you know, he's not a huge guy. And, and even on that play, uh, Mike, he had two hands on the on the ball, and he still was able to have it ripped away from him. But the fumbling has been an issue. 
Uh, and I think he has to, you know, work on his ball control and security a lot more if he's going to be the starting back. All right, guys, we'll come back in a moment. Plenty more ahead. We'll uh, stand by also outside the Jaguars locker room in Detroit. Bucky Brooks will have a conversation with head coach Doug Peterson coming up. Jaguars fall in Detroit in week 13. Lions 40, Jaguars 14. And this is Jaguars postgame on Jaguars Radio. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Post Game presented by Florida Home AC and PRI Productions, the Southeast full service event company, has everything you need to bring your next idea to life. Visit PRIProductions.com and learn more. Final score at Ford Field, Detroit, the Lions 40, Jaguars 14. The Lions scored on eight of nine possessions, the first eight, and then they knelt down to end the game on their ninth possession of the game and the Jaguars defense today. Gave up 437 yards to the Detroit Lions offense, 100 rushing yards, 337 passing yards. Uh, The Lions penalized only one time all day. They were 7 of 11 on third downs, just chipping away. And uh, I think the guys at the end of the game, Fred, said it uh, pretty well. That last drive started with 10-16 to play in the fourth quarter. And then the Lions go 12 plays, 68 yards, and seven and a half minutes for the final touchdown. And that just kind of put a cap on the day. That, that summed it up all right there that the, the Jags defense was finished. Hey, it, it certainly does uh, put a cap on the day, JP. If you look at their last five possession minus the well, last four possessions, the last one uh, didn't count. Uh, they had double-digit plays. Um, and they took up pretty much most of the, of the of the second half. So I mean, look, the Lions are a really good team. Coach Dan Campbell, he he's doing an amazing job with those guys, the entire coaching staff, how they've gotten this team to respond. And I just want to tip my hat off to them and give them credit. You know, game recognized game. They just came in. Well, they stayed at home and kicked ass today, as they should have. And Jaguars got a lot of work to do, man. They they started out uh, seemed to be a much better team to start the season. Uh, they had some high points last week uh, versus the Ravens, but today was just a, a probably the worst game that they've played the entire season. Uh, but again, the Lions are a much better improved team, and they deserve this win today. So, Fred, as JP pointed out, they score the Lions do on every possession except for the kneel down at the end. And if they needed it, they probably would have driven down and scored. I mean. What makes you think they wouldn't have? But uh, the Jags playing without Andre Sisco today, was. Did, did you notice his absence in particular, or was this just across the board a bad defensive effort? Yeah, no, Mike, I don't think Sisco would have made a difference today. Okay. I mean, they put up 40 points. Uh, I didn't see a lot of missed tackles out there. I just saw uh, extreme execution by the line and soft coverage by the Jaguars. You know, uh, one, one week you're, you're aggressive and one week you're soft. You know, uh, a week ago, the, the deep ball to Deshaun Jackson. You guys, you know, it's second and 20, four minutes left in the game. You match personnel. No in hell I'm matching personnel. You come out in 12, I'm coming out in nickel. You know, I'm going to make sure we, we have somebody, just in case you do go slot, I'm going to have somebody to, to distract or, or reroute the slot receiver, which was Deshaun Jackson. I'm not giving up the big play. If you run it versus my weaker uh, set, that's fine. 
you know, now it's third and 10. I have an opportunity to match you on third down. But I, I, I don't know. You know, I don't want to bash anyone totally. And say, I'm not out there. I'm not in practice every week. I don't see the all 12, all 22. But when I do get a glimpse of these moments from a defensive standpoint, a few of the games that the Jags have lost, it seems, uh, the games that they've lost due to comeback, it's either aggression or not good enough, you know, from a play call standpoint. So I just think that they have to do a better job of getting these guys in position to give them a better opportunity to make plays. Because if you look at it today with that soft coverage, it doesn't seem that many guys were in position. I know there were a few errors and busts out there. Clearly, uh, the middle linebacker not getting his guy man coverage, dropping in coverage, a few th- little things that they can tighten up, Mike. But uh, I don't think to answer your question, Cisco doesn't help this uh, this this butt whipping that they got today. Certainly was that forty to fourteen. The final score: J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, and pride of the Jaguars running back Fred Taylor. Recapping this one, it was all Lions pretty much all day long from the second play from scrimmage when Etn fumbled the football away, and then just a few plays later, the Lions were in the end zone and they were in there a good bit on this day. Um, the Jaguars' offense today: the Trevor Lawrence numbers seventeen of thirty-one, one seventy-nine through the air. The touchdown, and, and Fred, you mentioned that drive right after halftime. It, well, the Lions had gone down and scored uh, again on a DeAndre Swift touchdown pass to open the half. But then uh, Lawrence, who was banged up on the final play of the first half with the uh, left leg issue, came back into the game, and they go 16 plays and 75 yeah. yards and 741. They had two fourth down conversions on that drive. He ran the ball some on that drive, which kind of gave you some hope that, okay, at least he's – healthy after that scare before halftime, but I told you a little something at least about the quarterback. They, they didn't get enough of those today, obviously, but hey, they were down uh, at that point 30-6, to six, and uh, they found a way to make it a two-score game at least at that point. That's a, that's a small consolation for what happened. Let's put it that way. Oh, without a doubt. You know, every I think every Jaguar fan across the globe, you know, they're excited to see Trevor back out there because that was a – you know, pretty tough hit, man, and look, you know, worse than it actually was. Um, I text you like, dang, you know, that <laughs> it, it made me feel bad just watching it from home. But uh, for him and the offense, you know, I want to give all of them credit, the entire offense to go out there to start the third quarter to answer the call that 16 play. 16 plays isn't easy. No. And that's not a, you know, it, 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 it tests your conditioning, your heart, your toughness, your resiliency. It tests a whole lot. So for them to go down and punch it in, it said that they were fighting. You know, it did show a sign of fight. But on the flip side, the defense did not show up today to to help them. Uh, and there are a few signs where the offense could have played better. Obviously, the drop balls, that doesn't help those guys. But the defense just didn't slow the Lions down at all. And uh, I, I don't know. The Lions had zero Punts. Zero. Yeah. When no, team right. has zero point punt punts, there's a pretty good chance you're gonna lose. Yeah. There's no look. The, the defense was terrible today. Terrible. But I think it somewhat masks how bad the offense was because look, when you came in to this game, you thought, you know what, Detroit's gonna put some points up on the board because that's what they do. But you can put points up on Detroit, and basically everybody does. And the Jags didn't answer that, Fred, until it was you know way too late. Um, and again, the. The fumble early, I don't know if it changes the outcome of the game, but it certainly set a bad tone offensively for this game, and they fell behind and, and really 
just never recovered from that point. So I do think you're, you're right. The defense was – there's nothing really good to say about it when they allowed him to score on every possession. But I think it masks somewhat um, how the Jags were not able to take advantage of a really bad NFL defense today. Yeah, the Lions uh, ranked 32nd in most every metric going into yeah. the game on defense. And, um, you know, even we, we talked to Danny Rogers going into the game, Lions reporter. Yeah, there's some bright spots for them. There's some rookies. There's some young guys playing well. But they're still ranked 32nd for a reason. It's not like they're uh, right there on the cusp of being great. Um, but, hey, they, they made some plays today. Certainly um, only allowed the Jaguars to score 14 in this game and got the job done while their offense certainly – it was a full team – win today for the Detroit Lions, who all of a sudden, you know, they were, what, two and a half back of the last, uh, the seventh spot in the NFC playoff picture going into the game, and they keep winning games like this. They're going to be around at least in the month of December, and uh, it's been a while yeah, since you've been able to I, say that, Fred. I Long think time. so, JP. I think we said in pregame, too, we, we talked about a few statistics uh, that what they're supposed to make you feel. You know, they're supposed to make you feel that these are the things that you can do in the game. You know, if their rush defense is ranked 32nd in the league or whatever they are, um, it, as a running back, I'm going to lick my chops and say, okay, today is the day. But you still got to show up Sunday and get it done. You got to show up and execute. You, you know, everybody got to block better up front. You got to win your individual matchup. You know, and then collectively as a group, you have to make the plays that you're supposed to make. And they didn't do that today. Deservingly so, the outcome is what it is. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back. We are still out to Detroit. We'll hear from Doug Peterson coming up. He has not yet addressed the media in Detroit. He will do that first and then visit with Bucky Brooks after a 40-14 to loss for the Jaguars today to the Detroit Lions. This is Jaguars postgame on the Jaguars radio network. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today, official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Final score, Lions 40, Jaguars 14. The Jags are now 4-8 and eight on the season. The Lions are 5-7. and seven. They've got a little bit of life now as the calendar has turned to December. The Jaguars looking for answers, certainly on the defensive side today. The Lions scored on their first eight possessions and then knelt down on their ninth and final possession of the game to kill the clock and secure the victory. Let's get to the highlights from this one. We're still out to Detroit as well. We'll hear from Doug Peterson. Jaguars postgame is presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today. Official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Final score, Lions 40, Jaguars 14. And time now for the locker room report presented by Baptist Health and the Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute the official sports medicine provider of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Bucky Brooks has head coach Doug Peterson. Coach, what are your thoughts on a tough loss today? Tale of two weeks, right? You know, it's, uh, it's the, the high is high and the low is low. And, um, you know, it's um, uh, it's just, it, as we know, it's not good enough. It's, it's embarrassing, quite frankly. Um, Communication on offense, turnovers on offense, drop passes on offense. You know, uh, can't get off the field defensively. I think eight, eight possessions, eight scores by them. Um, you know, what else? What else do you say, right? That's that's the that's the ball game, and you know, we have to some somewhere somehow 
with with a young football team, we've got to figure this thing out. We've got to figure out that there's a level of intensity every single week going into each week, right? And, and every week's a new week. Every week's another set of challenges. We've talked about this mm-hmm. all all year, and and that's what we have to understand. And and um, you know, the Lions are they're a good football team. Don't get me wrong, they're a good football team, and and they played well today. But they were fighting for the same things we were fighting for. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and um, it, it appeared that they wanted it, uh, you know, just to touch touch more than we did. And and um, that's unacceptable by by all the guys in the locker room. They know that. I know that. Um, you gotta get it fixed. Part part of this, you talked about like teaching a young team how to win. And sometimes the challenge is handling success. You have a great week last week. Then you come back. Uh, what are some of the lessons that you can take from this game to show the team how you have to develop that consistency that's needed to be a winner? Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's you know it's hard to win games in this league, and, and, and more games are probably lost than won. Yes. You know, and, and you feel like you we lost this game today, obviously, by not doing enough. And you know, it just it's short term memory, man. It's 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 forgetting forgetting the past, and, and let's focus on the future. You know, you, you, great win last week. And it's all, and we're excited and everything, but it, this is a different week. This is a different set of circumstances. It's just like now moving forward, Tennessee next week. We've got to somehow figure out to put this behind us and focus on Tennessee and, and, and you know, sort of adjust our processes during the week, right, and, and evaluate yourself, starting with me, and evaluate that and then evaluate, you know, the team. And each player and each coach has to do that, but – there's there's that short-term memory in this league that that you you have to just move you've got to move on right you, you get the good the bad you just got to move on and focus on the next week and and put the same amount of energy into this week coming up that you did this past week and the week before right um and 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 focus on your job focus on your game plan and then as coaches we got to make sure we're doing the right thing uh by putting you know putting the right people in the right spots well the good thing is uh you get playing a division rival uh, you have tennessee go on the road uh try and get past monday will be some of the things that try and stress to the team to get them ready for next week i think the biggest thing is just we got to forget about this loss um we got to move on we got to focus on tennessee it's a good football team they're leading our division um you know we got to go back on the road we got to figure out how to win on the road you know, uh, I was just telling the media in there, maybe we should fly on Sunday, you know, and show up and go play. I don't, I don't know. I think, I think the league doesn't like that. But, um, but we got to figure that stuff out, right? I mean, that's, that's all part of winning um, these games. And, and, um, but it, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean you put the pads back on in practice. It doesn't mean you have two-hour practices. It doesn't mean – it just means you just understand where we are focus in a little bit more do a little extra right whether that's studied conditioning um you know looking at looking at your your opponent on tape whatever it is and not letting this happen again well step towards that is taking advantage of the opportunity we have next week against tennessee Titans. we'll see you next week coach hopefully with a better result yep yep we hope to have a better result but uh you know, uh, these are these are those games throughout the course of the year. You don't want any of them, um, but when you have them, you you honestly have to. The the painful thing is going back through it, right? But then you have to forget it, right? And you you flush it and you move on to the next one. And and 
and uh, our guys will be ready. You know, we'll have them. We'll have them ready to go. It's it's a good football team. We're uh, playing next weekend. Um, I, I think they lost today. So, yeah. you know, they're going to be upset just like we're upset. So it's uh, um, it's going to be a good one. Well, we we'll look forward to it. Good luck this week. Thanks, Bucky. It's Bucky Brooks and head coach Doug Peterson from Detroit. Yeah, level of intensity each week and uh, fly on Sunday. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll get into that all coming up in just a moment. We'll uh, rehash the thoughts of the head coach. We'll hear from Fred Taylor again coming up. We've got the Kingfish Pest Control defensive play of the game. There aren't many to choose from, unfortunately, today. The final score, Lions 40, Jaguars 14, and it's Jaguars postgame on the Jaguars radio network. You have to establish the run again. We've got to get back to running the ball, protecting the football. And that's also another uh, good thing that came away from the, uh, today's game. The turnovers. No no turnover. Well, minus the fumble, obviously. But from the quarterback players, I guess I jumped ahead. I didn't see, you know, any necessarily bad play from the quarterback position other than an overthrow to Manhurts on third and one. I think other than that, Trevor played a good game. But overall, I like Coach uh, Peterson's attitude. I like what he stands for. I just hope that for all of the Jaguar fans like myself, I want this to translate to wins because I, like all the fans, are tired. I am tired of losing. But, Fred, just to echo what you're saying here, uh, many times in recent years, would have had a performance like this and some head coach for this team would have stepped to the podium and talked about, you know what? We beat ourselves two, three, four plays. The difference in this game, they go a different way. You know, and, and some of that is always going to be true, but I loved it too. Doug Peterson got up there and said, this is just an embarrassment, right? And Doug Peterson is as even-keeled as we've had in a long time no in the National right. Football League, right? right? And, and you could tell this really, really bothered him, Fred. And, uh, you know, this is kind of a – uh, a gut check for this football team coming up this week, I believe. And he, like you say, look, you can't, you got to forget about it. That's the hard thing, but you got to deal with why it went so badly. I, I thought Doug Peterson hit a great tone in those post-game comments. I agree with you, Mike. I agree with you. This is one of those games where you know you got to watch it. Uh, so on the other, the other half of your brain, you're you're trying to pick out your best bourbon or whiskey, and you got to decide if you're going to drink it on the rocks. In either case, you're going to have to have some accompanying uh, beverage with you while you watch this. So it can kind of let you down a little lighter. But I, I agree with him and everything that he said there. It's certainly embarrassing. I think he was speaking out loud when he, he was speaking out loud when he said you got to have a short term memory. But he was reminding himself, right? He didn't even want to elaborate too much on it. I think he's a realist. Uh, and, and, and saying this is what happened. But let's not talk about it. You guys saw it. Everybody saw it. You know, so I, I don't have to have an expensive uh, uh, feed, uh, recap on it. Uh, I think they want to hurry and get, get rid of this one, get to the Titans game, and just try to get this taste out of their mouths because uh, one week you're high, highs of the high, after an amazing victory versus the Ravens. And this week, again, you thought you would at least be in versus a team that you thought was on your level, you get blown out. You know, and that, that's the that's the trickery and the, the beauty of the NFL all wrapped in one, man. Um, I, I absolutely love this game for that reason. Back in a moment, plenty more ahead. We'll get the Jaguars Radio Network player of the game voting. Final score, Lions 40, Jaguars 14, and it's Jaguars postgame on Jaguars Radio. 
Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today. Official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. All Lions all day. 40-14. to 14. The Lions scored on their first eight possessions and then knelt down in their ninth and final possession to kill the clock. The Jaguars... Fouled, fouled a record of 4-8 on the season. The ja- the uh, Lions, rather, are now 5-7. and seven. Time for the Jaguars Radio Network player of the game voting. I get a vote. Mike gets a vote. And Fred gets a vote and a half to break any ties. Mike, get us started. Well, I would consider Chad Muma with a second half, but I don't think anybody on this defense today deserves player of the game. Uh, so I'm going to go with Christian Kirk. I think he's the obvious guy on offense. Uh, caught six of eight targets for 104 yards, including a long of 37, average 17.3 yards per catch today so he would be my vote for player of the game what do you think fred i'm gonna echo big mike right here man just to tag on to that he had a 37 yard big catch in the first quarter as well as a 25 yarder on a a third and seven play that extended the drive that actually helped lead to the uh, touchdown so i'm gonna go with christian kirk let's make it unanimous then christian kirk uh, good day at the office statistically at least eight targets six catches 104 yards, a long of 37, and on a day the Jaguars' offense had some drops. Uh, Christian Kirk was the most reliable of the options today for Trevor Lawrence. He is the Jaguars' radio network player of the game. If you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, then look no further than Ford F-150. Loaded with impressive capabilities and designed to dominate work, play, and everything in between, this truck makes tough look easy. Your local Ford dealer, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Baptist Health Injury Report when we return. Lions 40, Jaguars 14. And this is Jaguars Post Game on Jaguars Radio. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Post Game presented by Florida Home AC. Lions 40, Jaguars 14. JP Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, Fred Taylor. And time now for the Baptist Health Injury Report. Baptist Health changing health care for good. And today it's all about the guy who um, I guess is not on there, Trevor Lawrence, of course, uh, with the injury right before halftime, rolled up on that left leg, but comes back out in the second half, fights through. They get a long touchdown drive coming out. He ran a few times after that, and uh, here we go. He's he's back and, and played through the remainder of the game, which was the biggest sigh of relief from Ooh. a long day at the office. Mike. I mean, Jaguar fans exhale across the board. Right there. I'm still curious, JP. Uh, look, oh, we hope he's all right. Doesn't matter what part of his body, but I, I think it might have actually been a calf injury as opposed to the knee, based on where he was grabbing, kind of really high on the calf. It was just below the back of the knee. So um, either way, that would be preferable uh, if anything lingers from that. But I mean, the fact that he could get up, walk off the field, and come back in the second half without missing any time after cooling off at halftime, was massive, obviously, for this organization. That's the best thing. The only really good thing that came out of this day today was that. Yeah, Fred, that, that's the one you breathe that big sigh of relief when he runs back out of the tunnel. Oh, without a doubt, man. Trevor is as tough as they come, obviously. Look, it looked really bad. <laughs> like I said earlier, we text each other, man, but uh, I'm just thankful he's back, and I'm sure all the Jack fans are too. Andre Sisco missed the game today. He was a uh, game-time decision. They worked him out up in Detroit. He was not uh, ready to go with a shoulder issue. We'll see his status moving ahead. Of course, a couple other guys that were on the report questionable did play today. Uh, ETN was out there. Um, Zay Jones had a chest issue. He did play today as well. We'll see about those 
moving down the stretch here uh, as the Jaguars face the Tennessee Titans next week. That's it for the Baptist Health Injury Report. The Jaguars game day radio broadcast is brought, brought to you by Vistar Credit Union. Do good, bank better. We'll come back with a preview of next week and the AFC South Division showdown. The Tennessee Titans entertain the Jacksonville Jaguars in week 14 coming up. And this is Jaguars postgame on the Jaguars radio network. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today, official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Final thoughts, J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, Fred Taylor. Not much left to cover in this one. 40-14, to 14, all Lions all day. They scored on every possession except the kneel down at the end of the game. The Jaguars could only muster two touchdowns. Well, actually, a touchdown and a couple field goals. That's about it. So, a rough day at the office. Uh, the coach called it as such, uh, an embarrassment. He called it today, and now it's on to the next one, Fred. And the next one is a place that the Jaguars haven't won since 2014, Nashville, Tennessee, and the first place Tennessee Titans who lost today. That's what's coming up, down three in the division with five to go, two against Tennessee. It's looking bleaker by the week, but it's a place that has not been uh, a fun trip for this Jaguars group over the years. It, it, and it's always been that way, uh, JP. I mean, dating back to my days, we've always struggled with that team. Obviously, they've been a, side, a thorn in our sides. And if there's any team in the NFL that I sincerely despise more than any other team, it would be the Titans. Uh, my one opportunity to make the Super Bowl, they killed that in 1999. And that was that was it for my career, basically. But in today's game, Jacksonville got to find a way to beat them. You know, somehow Derrick Henry finds a way to run off 150, close to 200 yards in these matchups, and he's a beast. So it starts with him. Um, I, I don't think they're – they don't have the same threat on offense as they had, you know, a year ago. No A.J. Brown. So that should help them uh, on their back end. So I believe they can load the box, play man coverage on the outside, uh, blitz when need, when need be, uh, and I think they match up good in this game. Uh, but they got to go out there and find ways to execute. You can't drop balls. You got to make sure you're executing on third down or even on fourth down. As they did today, I think they did a good job of executing on fourth down because they have an aggressive head coach. They have a head coach that believes in their system, and he believes in their players. And he believes that if we have an extra play, we're gonna, we should execute it. With all those things said, I uh, still got to get out there play Sunday, um, I hope they win it. I, I don't, especially, they need to bounce back off this one. So it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, hopefully they can figure it out. Yeah, just uh, getting a win against your division rival. Even Forget the playoff picture at this point in time, right? I mean, it's come down to it's like a one-game season. Go beat Tennessee. Make the fans happy for a week. Uh, give your team a little bit of a boost, Fred. And who knows with Traylon Burks today made a heck of a touchdown catch because he, he got hit right in the head. Uh, when he caught that, the rookie out of Arkansas, and, you know, great play, but left the game, did not return. We'll have to keep an eye on his status. He's clearly their biggest threat in the passing game, too. Certainly. But, again, uh, Mike, just go out there and win it, right? No just doubt. Yeah, no get matter out who there. it is, win a game. <laughs> right. Get, get out there and win it. Uh, but, again, the good thing is we will be seeing – uh, uh, hopefully nothing, no setbacks during the week, but we will be seeing Trevor Lawrence out there, and that's a blessing in itself. 
Fred, have a great week. We'll uh, shake this one off and head to Nashville next week. We'll talk to you. I'll be ready for you, JP. Mike, See you, always a pleasure, my guy. Likewise. All right, buddy. Fred Taylor, Fred of the Jaguars, running back with us. That'll do it for Jaguars postgame on our flagship station. If you're in Jacksonville and Tinted XL, stick around. The scoreboard show is next with your calls, 355-NFL1, the number 355-6351. Final score today from Detroit, Ford Field, final score 40-14. to Lions over the Jaguars. That'll do it for Jaguars postgame on the Jaguars radio network.